Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors Too podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode eight of the Youth Pastors or Pastors 2 podcast. Uh, I think we have a good one today with our guest, um, but we'll get to him in a minute. Yeah. Jeremy, how are you doing this week? Hey, man, it is. It's an interesting week. It's a little, you know, it's been weird. The weather's been weird, stormy and stuff, but, uh, you know, doing great. I think it's been a great week. What about you, Jacob? Uh, well, my sister-in-law got married this weekend. Oh. I, uh, I did my, I officiated my first ever wedding. Yeah. Uh, here at here at my own church and uh you know how do i say this the wedding was harder to prepare for than uh uh my mother-in-law's funeral you know i there was an older pastor that told me one time that you will find that funerals are easier than weddings and uh there's just something about the stressed out couple, I think, and, uh, you know, all the other factors that go into it and, you know, funerals, uh, even, but I think a funeral could, could, could go either way too, you know, especially if you know that person's a believer, there's just so much hope. There's so much celebration, obviously the, uh, you know, sad, but still, Yeah. Yeah, and and, and, I, and can I, I wait? Can I add something real fast? Yeah, go ahead. I did get the opportunity to go to Jacob's mother-in-law's funeral, and I have to just brag on my boy Jacob because he did such an amazing job, and it was a wonderful service, and he honored his mother-in-law and her life and the family in such a, an amazing way. Uh, I just, I just, sorry, I just got to plug you right there oh. a little bit. Um, oh, thanks. Don't don't let it get out because I don't want to do too many of those. Well, no, no, uh, nobody <laughs> does. But but I mean, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So well, I appreciate that. But yeah, the uh, wedding is like, man, these these people are gonna remember. This is a moment <laughs> that they remember the rest of their lives. And I'm like, can't screw this up. And uh, I try to throw some jokes in there. You know, just. I, you could tell, I mean, I could tell on Courtney's side that, man, she was heartbroken that her mom wasn't there. And, yeah. uh, I opened up with like, uh, some advice saying, Hey, your mom raised you to start. I mean, from day one for your, this next chapter, you're about to start. And, uh, that's good. And I told Evan that, uh, he was about to marry, uh, the baby of the family that he better be careful. Cause there's three older sisters that will, will not stop if he does something and uh you know just throw little jokes in there to kind of loosen everybody up i think you know we all been there yeah we all been uh like stressed out trying to get to that point so i was like we gotta loosen loosen everybody up and uh i think i think it went well uh it was a good night they uh had some good food that the food did show up late like an Uh-oh. hour late and uh 
At least the, but they got to do the do their first dance and all that stuff before we got to eat. And uh, of course, I I was running sound, so it was kind of crazy because I went uh, uh, my uh, one of my students ran sound during the cer- ceremony. The guy the kid that we've been trying to teach to do the sound on Sunday mornings and stuff. And, yeah, uh, I called him. Uh, what Thursday? I was like, hey, can you do this? And he's like, yeah. So he jumped in there and did it, did a great job, especially without, you know. But after that, he he was like, okay, well, I'm done. And he left, which is fine. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't have to, I didn't tell him he had to stay for the after party. Sure. And uh, so I went, I, I was taking pictures, family pictures, and running outside, setting up the sound system outside, running back in, taking pictures, going back out. And it was just, <laughs> man, it was a lot of work, but. Uh, I definitely it was uh, something I wanted to be special especially for the year that you know Courtney and Evan had and not just Courtney and Evan but their whole family and uh, Janie's brother was there her, and uh, their cousins uh, were there and uh, I, I just you know you want to make it special as possible because you know it, as someone that had to go through a, a wedding without a parent it's tough and you're wishing, you know, you could, they could be there in that moment. And, yeah. Uh, so I, I hope I did good and uh, they, they tell me I did good, but you know, no one's going to tell you when you do bad. So, uh, well, I mean, yeah, there are a few of those guys out there that aren't afraid to tell you, but, uh, well, if <laughs> I think if it got, it was really bad, they would have said something. So no one said anything <laughs> negative towards me and, uh, it's great weekend. We stayed we, obviously Saturday. The wedding was Saturday. We had to have the church back in place to start uh, Sunday. You know, church on Sunday. So it was just a long weekend. And uh, what, it, what made it long was that uh, business meeting was on Sunday. We have our church has business meeting every quarter, and uh, we have to. Uh, so it, it was. It was like you go from the wedding all day. I, I had to do my secular job on Saturday uh, from I started at like 730 or whatever. And then uh, uh, finished that up about noon. Uh, then I come back to my house and the house is full of all the bridesmaids. <laughs> the thing about my wife and I love my wife but she's an entertainer. She, she opens the house to anybody and everybody and it's fine. But there was, I don't know, six, seven <laughs> ladies in here getting ready for a wedding. And I'm just like, I didn't even know where to sit. <laughs> and for, I think for the first time in uh, my whole life of having a kitchen table, I sat at the kitchen table. Oh, and you, yeah, you found so, out, you, I, you found out you had a kitchen table, yeah. huh? Yeah, my when I lived by myself before I got married, the kitchen table was basically where I put my mail. Right, and then uh, when I got married, she liked the kitchen table, so I got to keep it, <laughs> and we put it in the kitchen. We just never sat at the kitchen table to eat. Oh so, my goodness, uh, that's too funny. So it was a busy weekend, and uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure know, I'm sure it was wonderful. It's a, yeah, it's just been a busy couple of months uh, between my wedding in September. Uh, D now my second wedding in March and then Courtney's wedding last weekend. And, uh, finally, Amanda told me that we're going to have the day off there on Saturday. There Not going to do anything. I am going fishing, but uh, maybe, maybe you should go fishing. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm hoping the weather holds up. It's supposed. It, yesterday the weather was going to be nice. Today, it seems that the weather changed. Yeah. It's actually thundering right now at my house. So. Oh yeah, it's 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 might come down. It may not come down. But I think you and I both yeah. have new fishing poles that both need to hit the water. Well, I haven't got it yet. Oh, oh. But uh, it is on the agenda to do there tomorrow. There you go. There so, you go. Uh, well, so. we have a special guest today. Is that right? We 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 went last week without a guest, uh, and then the and then episode uh, six we had the amazing myth man legend uh, Keith Kilpatrick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you missed that episode, go back into episode six. Episode seven was awesome too. It was just Jacob and I, but I think it was some pretty good content. Yeah, and I and I think I think. Um, with what we're talking about tonight and or this afternoon or whatever you're listening, uh, I think this episode we're going to be talking about uh, leadership and uh, developing leaderships and why it's important. Yeah. And um, I think the guest we have today is the perfect guest for it. Uh, I, I know when we talk to him uh, through email, he's he he has a passion for it, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think this this topic that we we decided that today is perfect for someone that is as passionate as you and I are. So, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, let's, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's introduce you to our guest today. Uh, Dale. So, well, um, as Jacob has told you, my name is Dale. Um, I'm the youth, uh, minister or minister of youth here at uh, first Baptist church in Hamlet, Texas. Um, I've, I've been married for going on 26 years and have been in ministry for 23 of those. Um, you know, funny ministry calling thing was, was listening to one of the previous uh, episodes of you guys. And uh, Johnny was sharing how he was kind of running from his calling. And that's kind of my story. You know, he wanted to be a rock star while I wanted to play country music, you know, so, um, and I wanted to do the Nashville thing. And then, um, in Abilene, Texas, uh, God changed that one day and went home and told my wife and she was, you know, she was cooking supper and I said, you need to sit down. I got to tell you this. And she says, well, what? And I said, well, God's called me to ministry and I'm supposed to do youth ministry. And she went, goes, I know. And so she married me on faith. <laughs> it's kind of a pretty cool story. So it's funny how uh, wives know everything and we just don't listen. You know, I, I call her the Holy Spirit often joking, but a lot of times, you know, she, she is that voice of reason in my life. Whenever I, I want to go off on some harebrained idea, she's, you know, is that really what God wants you to do? Well, no, but that's not the point, babe, you know? So, uh, but, um, I've got two grown kids. Um, my, my youngest, my baby girl, uh, she is, she turns 22 this year and was married back in November. Oh, wow. Um, in fact, her and my son-in-law, my son-in-law has just accepted a position, um, at a place called Riverbend retreat center in Glen Rose, Texas. Um, and, uh, and they actually met there, but they're not, they they weren't dating there. And they dated later on when they, after they had left. And then my son, uh, my oldest, uh, he is getting married May 22nd. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. Both ministry-minded, called to ministry, and 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 he works at uh, Sky Ranch out in Van, Texas. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we're we're blessed as parents. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm just I'm I'm passionate about uh, 
leadership development, passionate about, uh, you know, being a disciple who makes disciples and, and mentoring other youth pastors and, and other leaders, other pastors, you know, and I don't care, you know, a lot of people, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't draw lines of differentiation between vocational and volunteer. If you're a leader, you're a leader. Yeah. Period. So, yeah. Um, and anyway, and that's our topic today is, uh, leader development and discipling and really mentoring uh, other youth pastors. And uh, I think if you listen to last week's episode, we kind of touched on why that's, that's why we started this podcast because Jeremy wanted to reach out and uh, mentor younger pastors. And like I said, I, I, I just pastoring the church is not my calling at least right now. And so I was like youth pastors and that's because we're, we're all just now starting. Some of us are starting out and some, some people use it as a development to become a pastor and some people just stay in youth ministry for 20 years. Uh, yeah. And some, some, some of us that our students look at us and like, you're my parents age or you're older than my parents, you know? So, um, it, that's, I think, I think the funny thing is about youth ministers is that it's like we're, we don't grow up mentally, but physically we do. No, I've I've had to grow up a lot mentally um, to to be able to stay as long as I have. So, well, I guess uh, I'll I'll learn that as I get more into it. So, I still feel young in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Physically, I don't. No, physically, it's not there. (laughs) So my 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 kids would tell you, man, he's old. He can't run. You know, (laughs) he 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 rip he tears the, his Achilles tendon or he, you know, he, he tears his, uh, meniscus and has to have surgery in our old youth pastor age, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm in my mid forties. Um, but, uh, they, they pick on me quite a bit. They call me the old man and no pastor Dale, don't do that. You'll get hurt. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I learned a long time ago that those physical games that are made for the kids, <laughs> Not made for us. They're not made for us. We're, no, we're just there to uh, facilitate them and watch and laugh as they do whatever they're doing. Uh, sure. So, uh, leader development. You said you're passionate about it. Why are you so passionate about leader development? Well, you know, whenever I first got into student ministry, um, um, I went. I was at um, Cottonwood Baptist Church in Cross Plains, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, man, I, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, and, and when we start out at 21, 22 years old, um, even guys who are, you know, 24, 25 coming out of seminary, um, you know, we, we think we really know what we, what we're doing. And, um, you know, I, I had a very gracious pastor who, who led us and, and man, if I tried some of the stuff now that I did then, you know, I mean, I'd be all over the news, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, we used to, we used to power bomb kids on couches, you know, yeah. and put them in wrestling holds. And, um, you know, we, we were having fun, but, but, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't, you know, I didn't really understand Matthew 28, 19 and 20, you know, go and make disciples. And what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and, um, I think it was Avery Wills, Willis, who said, um, you can't take somebody somewhere you've never been any more than you could come back from where you've never gone. Um, and man, that just, that kind of, that kind of stuck out to me. And, and so, um, you know, the, the reason I'm, I'm passionate about it is, is because, you know, a lot of times we just go in and, 
you know, especially when we're young and we just kind of make it up, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like marriage, you know, when you start out, you know, well, the end goal, you know, I want to stay married forever. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. That's a great goal, but okay. What's the goal in the next year? What's the goal in the next three years, the next five, you know, where do we see ourselves in 10, 20, 30 years? Um, you know, and, and now that I'm older, I think like that. And it's not that it's not that I'm sitting here saying these young guys don't know what they're doing. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, starting out. And and I I had a I had a pastor who was very gracious with me. And um and and one of the things I've learned is you, you do, you have to start with the end goal in mind. Um, you know, right now where I'm at, you know, it's I'm I'm new here at First Baptist Church Hamlin. I've I've been here uh, May 1st will be three months, um, that, that I've been here. So, you know, I'm, I'm still, man, there, there's, there's deacons. I don't know their first name, (laughs) you know, um, um, there's, you know, our, um, our community is small. Um, and so, you know, right now I'm just trying to be seen in the community, trying to be at, uh, school functions and, uh, community functions, community events and, um, just trying to get to know people. Uh, but, but what's the purpose behind that? Is it just so I can get established? Um, so people see me No, the purpose is because I, I have a message that I want them to hear. And before they can, he- before they'll hear that message, you know, we have to, we have to be known. Well, before they know me, they have to see me. So I want to be seen. I want to be known. And then I want to be heard. And then when I'm heard, that's when they'll start understanding me. Um, so, you know, I'm just, I'm breaking ground right now, but the end goal is uh, of being out in the community is I want to be, I, I want to be heard. I want them to hear the message I have, um, especially in, in, with our students and, um, you know, things, things that, uh, you know, if we're to make a disciple, um, what, what is a disciple? You know, how do you define a disciple? You know, Jesus said, go make a disciple, you know, well, you can tell me to go bake a cake too, but unless you tell me the ingredients, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm going to struggle with that cake. And so, you know, we have to go back to scripture. And so, um, and, and that's, that's what I'm passionate about is, 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 Hey, let's just, you know, let's, let's boil it down to the basics. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, go do this, you know? Um, well, so what is a disciple? A disciple is um, someone who, if they say um, a disciple is someone who, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Well, what did, what did Jesus command? Well, he said, you would love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, we can go through all of these things, but how do you teach that to students and how do you do that? And when we start looking at what a disciple actually is, you know, we start comparing it to who we are. Um, man, that's, uh, for a lot of guys, that's, that's uncomfortable. You know, yeah. self self evaluation is difficult, um, but but this is where I think you know, which is why I love what you guys are doing. Wanted to come alongside guys who are who maybe have been in the ministry for a few years, or an old guy like me, or a young guy right out, you know, who, who right, right out of seminary or just surrendering in, to ministry, and he's a volunteer at First Baptist Church, middle of nowhere, and he's trying to figure this out. What do I do? And so, coming alongside and saying, "Hey, current reality is not a bad thing." Yeah, you know, self evaluation is not a bad thing, and it, and actually embracing that and saying, "Okay, this is who I am. 
but where does God want me? And so getting to God's preferred future, how does he want us to get there? Um, and then, and, you know, we know that preferred future, um, you know, we, we could, you know, the church answer, well, we want to be like Christ. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, and how does that look? And so, um, and, and then having clear expectations for, um, uh, for ourselves. Um, you know, there's a book by Mark Miller called uh, the heart of leadership. I'm actually reading it with one of my volunteers right now. Um, and, and it's a very, very easy read, very simple read. Um, you know, you probably breeze through it in you know, two or three hours. Um, it's only, Oh gosh, I don't know. Let me grab it real quick. Um, uh, it's only 128 pages. Oh, okay. You know, so it's a small book, um, but um, it's the heart of leadership, becoming the leader people, people want to follow. And so it's it's not deep, you know, like you're, it's not a John Maxwell book like the law of 21 irrefutable laws of leadership or the law yeah. of the lid or the 360 degree leader. It, it's for a guy more like me who, you know, I don't I don't think deep like that. I think simply. And so understanding leadership principles of and and leadership character and what does that look like in my life and understanding if I want my leaders or my students to be and so whatever your you know situation is if you're if you're the show you do the worship and you do the youth and you do the games and yeah. and you're the small group leader and you know you're you and your wife or or, or your fiance are it you know, then what are the things you need to have in your life that you want your students to be life? Or if, or if you're the guy at First Baptist, you know, mega church, um, what are the principles that I want my leaders to be like? And that's who we need to be and who we need to become and, and strive for. So, um, you know, evaluating um, and then smart goals. I can't remember whose goals these are, but specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely, and you know, the ultimate goal is transformation, right? Yeah. You know, Romans 12, 2, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, and so, and just embracing that and, um, and trimming the fat, you know, um, I love to be able to tell leaders that because they're like, well, okay, what do you mean trim the fat? What's the things that you're doing in your ministry that you don't need there? Need do, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, how many, how many wasted, you know, <laughs> things have we done, you know, I mean, I, I've been in the game for, you know, 22 years now, 23 years. Um, how many waste, how much wasted energy do I have in my past? Yeah. Um, trying to keep plates spinning, trying, you know, try, trying to pull a, a, this really cool event off. If we're at the end of the day, wait, what does this really have to do with making disciples? You know, um, that sounds super spiritual, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, there's there's different types of things that we can draw from Scripture, um, you know, that that's key to disciple making, you know, and, and fellowship, which in the Baptist means, you know, we're going to eat a lot of food. Yeah. But but yeah. <laughs> but, but, but fellowship, um, you know, I think is a is a key thing that, that you know, man, that's that's an opportunity for us to connect with with, with our target audience. Um um, and it's whatever that event structure is, you know, whether it's, you know, Rick Warren's crowd, church, you know, community, however, you know, however, whatever that target audience is, you can have a fellowship designed for 
an out as an outreach you can have a fellowship that's designed like this saturday we we did a we had a an event a couple weeks ago called bigger better you know and you know what that is yeah, right I think, yeah. You know, yeah you just go and you get one thing and you go bigger, to the next house yeah. bigger better and we did it just so our kids would be able to connect with each other and it was random we didn't assign a group beforehand because we wanted everybody to show up and so we wound up with groups who they didn't you know they weren't with their typical click friends and so they were out around town and and the winner gets pizza at my house right well we're going to do grilled pizza and you know we could do just pizza but we're going to do grilled pizza well, what's the purpose what's well, in how you prepare it because now you have to get into the kitchen and you have to be taught and so it forces the students to spend time with me time with my wife time with other volunteers and it puts them in a situation where you know, hey, it may only be five or 10 minutes we get with that one individual student, but that's five or 10 minutes when I can take advantage of that as they're rolling out the dough and, and, yeah. and they're, they're getting, you know, we can talk about how, you know, God takes us and he forms us into what he wants us to be. And he knows, you know, as the master gardener, he knows how much sunlight to give us where well, you're making your pizza here. What do you want your pizza to turn out like? And, you know, so it's simple. You know, it's not overly deep. It's it's simple, but it's taking advantage of the time that we have. So, yeah. Anyway, that, that was good. That's good. So, when it comes to your leader development, it doesn't just stop with other youth miniatures, right? It, it, it's uh, your your students. Uh, I think that's a huge thing. Is we we all have students that are born leaders. Like you just know that they're yes. going to be leaders. Do we? Are we like, do we, do we need to start developing once we notice, obviously, cause you're not going to, you know, middle school kids, like you kind of like, hmm, it might be, yeah. maybe not, maybe as they right. get older, you can start seeing that and how important it is for us as past youth pastors at their, as their leaders start developing, developing them at a younger age. How important is that? Well, I think it's, I think it's foundational to your student ministry. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad you brought up students about discipling them and, and discipling them in leadership. Um, um, we're th this summer, uh, we're taking um, our students on, on and many of them. In fact, I think all of them, except for maybe one on their very first mission trip. Mm. And so, and, and um, I don't know if I'm allowed to make plugs or not. Uh, I'm not plugging my organization, oh. um, but um, uh, I don't know if you've ever done anything with leader treks. Uh, but uh, Doug Franklin yeah. um, and Dan Colwin up in up in Chicago, man, these guys are they are first stinking class um, on, on their leadership development. And so and right now, that's actually what we're walking through. Uh, they, they have discipleship for um, their mission trips that you have to do beforehand with your students. Mm -hmm. And um, we are, you know, one of the things I said whenever I, I was coming here was I want to develop a student leadership team. You know, we, we are, it, it, just to give everybody a picture, you know, Hamlin, Texas, there's 2000 people. And I believe there's 223 kids between seventh grade and graduating seniors this year. Okay. So, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, well, we have 50 to 60 of those show up on a, any given Wednesday night. You know, so we, you know, we, we are known as the student ministry yeah. in town. We are known as the church and that's not bragging. That's no. not, that's, that's just 
every, you know, every town that's has just that. small town. Yeah. Yeah. It's just small town ministry. Um, so for, for us, it's, it's a matter of, you know, taking advantage of the students that God has given us, you know, um, not just those who come on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. but those who show up on Sunday morning, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody out there has the same problems we have, you know, you can get, you know, you get, you know, a ton of kids on Wednesday on your large group on Wednesday night or Sunday night or whenever you have large group. Yeah. But you know, the FBI can't find them on Sunday morning <laughs> for Sunday school. That's true. So, yeah. um, you know, so what do you do is you take those kids and, and, and you, it, it's a selective process. Okay. You, everybody wants to go on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to go on a mission trip until you tell them that there's expectations. Hey, you're going to be reading your Bible. Hey, you're going to be expected to attend not just Wednesday night, but Sunday morning, you, you're going to be expected to participate in mission trip projects. Okay. And, and I understand there's a lot of different philosophies on that. Well, hey, just get the kid on the mission trip. Maybe they'll get saved. Well, that's true. Maybe they will. Um, and so this is just a philosophy for leadership development. So I want to say that before you get the, the emails. Um, <laughs> but, but understanding that, you know, developing, you know, and, and so our mission team is made up. Um, we've got one, two three we have three kids who are high school age one two three we have four i'm sorry we have four kids that are high school age four kids out of 11 Mm. that are high school wow so you know those middle schoolers a lot of times we look at them and we go uh i don't know but then there's those middle schoolers you look at that that one yeah and that one and that one and those are the kids, you know, being new, you know, uh, I, I heard Andy Stanley give a talk at Catalyst one year, new, improved, improving. And anything new generates momentum. Well, that's true, except in student ministry when the new guy comes in yeah. because you're not the old guy. You know, you run off a lot of kids who don't like you because you do things differently. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're at a we're, we're at a place now where you know, the high schoolers have, have disconnected, you know, they're, they're, they don't like me because I do things differently than the previous guy. I say, they don't like me. That's, that's harsh. Okay. In case they ever listen to this, <laughs> it's not that they don't like me, but, but I'm not, I'm not the previous guy. Yeah. They don't I'm like, not. they're get they get to their, their, their motions and the, the, the used to, and yeah, no, yes. I, I mean, even as a yeah. student, when I was a student, we went through that. So yeah. Uh, But these middle school kids, when I was talking uh, and interviewing on the way in, I said, so what is what are you excited about our future? And they told me this seventh grade class, they they get it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Okay, well, we'll see. No, I came in and it was like, you know, the angels just went, (laughs) oh, and it's. You know, it, it, it's been really cool to sit back and to challenge them spiritually, to push them spiritually and for and for them to go, boom. You know, we we were we, we had a team building project when we got started with our discipleship. And in the two weeks that we've been meeting uh, for discipling uh, the this mission team, 
man, they have come together in a way like I'm, I'm floored. Usually my wife and I were just kind of sitting back um, admiring because, you know, day one is always the toughest day on a mission trip. Yeah. It just is. Um, well, day one of discipleship is kind of the same way. And in two weeks and understand, well, this week was our third week. So in three weeks, the third meeting, they went from not functioning as a team to functioning as a team. You know, they went from from not understanding principles of leadership, you know, not not being able to count their resources, not not being able to navigate obstacles to and, and rushing through something to stepping back and saying, OK, before we rush through this, what do we need to do? And so um, and so in our discussion time, we were talking about this and one of our kids um, he speaks up and he says, you know, Pastor Dale, I feel like this is how our spiritual life is as well. I feel like a lot of times we try to rush through it. and God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to slow down. This is a seventh grade wow. boy. This isn't, this isn't your, your senior that's, you know, that, that's been gratefully, that, that's been discipled by mom and dad, mm-hmm. you know, her whole life this is a seventh grade boy, you know, and we give seventh grade boys a bad rep, you know, (laughs) we just, we do. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the majority really outspeaks the minority in that situation. Yeah. But yeah, but, 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 but what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of times we look at our high school kids and Hey, these are the leaders of our, these are our leaders. And that may be true. They may be your leaders, but who do you have coming up? Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, what I want to get to eventually is where, you know, we, we, we're discipling our leaders, but our leaders are also discipling other kids, you know? Um, I mean, what's, what's better here, discipling kids or having, kids that are disciples making disciples yeah you know absolutely. and and that that's where we that's where that's the dream yeah that's the end goal so how do we get there and so this summer you know we get to sit down and take a hard look at ourselves inwardly and what are we doing to reach this you know and um it's you know current reality it's difficult to look at but it's essential and and okay what do we what do we have to change so we can get there because if it's all expected if it's expected of me to do it i'm going to be able to reach you know three maybe four i mean let's be real three yeah. maybe four i mean i'm not i'm not jesus jesus reached 12 and within the 12 he had the three and then within the three there was one so if you give me 12 kids I'm going to do really, I'm going to do good with three, really good with one, but that's about it. And so we want to multiply ourselves and, um, and we want to multiply ourselves in, in a student. And that's all discipleship is. It's just multiplication. You're taking something, you know, and you're teaching it to, 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 to someone else. And, and, and principles of leadership is it's no different, you know? So we want biblical leadership. We don't want, you know, just, um, kick the door in leadership so so you're using you kids who lead. you're using a leader track i follow them on instagram i never really looked into it too much but uh, i followed uh doug and all them on instagram just to kind of see yeah. and I, I i i've never really looked into it but what i see on the instagram can you ex- talk more about like th- what you're doing with that uh, to, to develop well, these students so 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 on these mission trips okay so let let me 
kind of elaborate on the mission trip mm-hmm. because we think mission trip, oh, we're going to go and and we're going to build a, a handicap yeah. ramp or a house or whatever. Yeah. And so what what Leader Treks does is they partner in the community with a church. And so like we're going to be going to First Baptist Church, Sulphur, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have a they have a leadership team that's in place. And what it does is it's it, it's kind of hands off. All right. For for the adults who go on the trip. In fact, they will tell you don't do anything. And so what it does is it puts the students where they're leading. Wow. Okay. So you take a kid who has no idea how to run a skill saw or how to drive, you know, screw a board to a home or, or pour concrete or whatever. And you tell them, Hey, you're going to be leading your team today. And this is what you're going to be having them do. And they kind of stand there kind of dumbfounded. And that's where they learn their leadership principles. So, um, you know, the goal is that they're going to, um, to to build this handicap ramp. Well, the goal for the day is we're going to get all the post holes dug and we're going to get the, the post set for the corners and for the support bracing and all that. Okay. And so, well, carpenters know, hey, it has to be plumb. It has to be level, has to be a straight line. So who in this team, who on this team knows how to do this? And they're looking around the team and they're going, uh, and this one kid goes, I know how to, I've dug post holes before. Hey, great. You're going to be our post hole digger. You know, can, can you show us how to do that? And so what they do, they learn, they're learning to count their resources. Okay. So, you know, Jacob, which is you, you know, Jacob, Jacob has, has built fence before mm-hmm. he knows what it, he's well i've built fence i know i know we need to have a straight line because our this way our boards match up and so it puts them in a situation and so every kid they break them up into teams uh they that their site leaders work with you and they ask about the personalities that that don't need to be together now it could be you know they don't get along it could be that they get along too well you know (laughs) so you, you get you get to speak into your team a little bit but they they are the ones who put the trip to you know it, it's kind of a turnkey deal, and for and for a discipleship, this is where I, I want to stress you know they ha- they have a variety of trips that, that from entry level to your team has been doing this for years, yeah. and they they and they wind up doing the trip the whole trip they plan the meals they plan the project they do the whole thing them themselves, wow. and so it's it uh, so I we go. And they have the projects lined up for us. Our kids just walk up to the site. They have the tools there. Our kids walk up and, but they're put in, in situations where, you know, they have to rise to the occasion and there, you ask them coaching questions, you know, as a leader, I can ask, you know, coaching questions to, to Jacob or to, to Johnny and, and say, Hey, what do you guys think? And, you know, what, would this be the best way and it teaches them that when they're counting their resources that that they have an idea, but somebody else on their team may have a better idea and it may make more sense. Then they have to cast the vision for the project and then uh, for, for what their goal is for the day and then navigating obstacles. You know, um, as leaders, 
on the trip, we step in for safety concerns. You know, yeah. some kid's going to climb up a ladder. <laughs> well, they have a safety protocol. You can't just jump up on a ladder. You're not at my house, you know, changing a light out for light bulb for the wife. Yeah. There's a safety protocol to follow. And, and so, um, but, but that's just, that, that's just the start of what, le- that, that's just the surface of what leader treks does. You know, I, most people out there are probably going to be familiar with their disciple now curriculum and, and stuff like yeah. that, but they, 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 they cover the gauntlet, you know, they're, they, they don't just do leadership, you know, they do, um, discipleship as well and and they have good curriculum that's out there for for people to use you know i don't get and just so everybody knows i haven't written for leader tracks so i I wrote word of life fellowship so (laughs) i've used leader tracks like for like last minute things because i mean i i enjoy their stuff and uh that's i think that's why i follow them on instagram it's it's yeah it's cool to hear what they're more detail about what they're doing with that well and you know uh, something that would be great to get on like if you could if you could reach dan or, or doug uh dan colwin or doug franklin you know um okay. to to be on your podcast like man that'd be great because the they're the leadership gurus you know i'm i'm just a youth pastor out here in hamlet <laughs> texas that that i just don't want guys making the same mistake i made yeah. you know if i can save a guy if i can save somebody a headache from having to go into a deacon's meeting and say you know yeah i've told the kids mm-hmm. not to go upstairs but one went anyway and stepped through the ceiling of the chairman of the deacon's house. I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> true story, really? true story. It actually, that actually happened. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> and I did, and I didn't get fired. So there's oh, hope out there yeah. guys. So there's hope. Yeah. We always, you always, I, what they don't teach you in school or anything is, is those, those parent meetings that, uh, yeah. Cause you said something or did something wrong that hurt their feelings or whatever. So, well, and, and that's the thing. Okay. That's the thing. You know, parents have parent. I shouldn't say parents. Well, (laughs) let's just blanket it with people. Yeah. Okay. People have expectations of us. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and rightly so mm-hmm. they, they should have expectations of us, but sometimes all those expectations are unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. And, and we put, or, or I do anyway, we put expectations on ourselves, And so the, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm just a human being. I may have carry around a title pastor, but I'm a human being you know, I'm going to say something, I'm going to do something that you don't like, you don't agree with. And I don't mean to, you know, Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I, I'm not going to apologize if, if I'm teaching the gospel and, you know, or if I'm, you know, if I'm teaching that God created the earth in a literal six days and you want to debate me on the, you know, on theology, I'm not going to apologize for, <laughs> for my, my position theologically. Yeah. But if I, but if, if, I've said something, you know, unintentionally or intentionally, you know, I mean, we're human. We, we fire off at the mouth. I want to own that. And I want to say, I'm sorry, you know, because I want people to know, Hey, I'm just, I'm just a guy, you know, um, I've filled in for our pastor this last Sunday and it kind of talked about, uh, my time in celebrate recovery because I was struggling with anger Mm -hmm. and, um, and just sharing that with our congregation, they just kind of looked at me like, what you struggle with anger and i i i I can't say i don't 
because I do, but I'm a lot more fun to be around now than I was about <laughs> 10, 12 years ago. My kids, my, my kids, we were, this is how one night we're sitting at the table and uh, we were just kind of, you know, talking life. And uh, this was after I got involved in, in CPR, Celebrate Pastors Recovery, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, because we, it, it's hard to be a pastor and go hang your junk out in front of just normal guys. Yeah. Um, and so I was sitting around with other pastors and was talking about our stuff. And my kids are sitting at the table and my daughter said something um, that was, you know, just a shot at me. And I just died laughing, you know, and my son was kind of sitting there like, Ooh, what's dad going to do? And, um, and we laughed and my son was like there and he just smiled and he kind of started laughing. He goes, you know, dad no offense, but you're a lot more fun to be around than you were a couple of years ago. Mm. You know, man, you talk about a, you know, yeah. a knife to the heart, but, 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 you know, Jacob, I'm, I'm just a guy, Yeah. you know, I'm just a guy who happens to carry the title pastor. And, and, and so these people have these expectations that we're supposed to be perfect. And at the end of the days, guys, we're not, we're not perfect. We're sinners that are saved by grace through faith. And, and God has set us apart for an awesome opportunity to, to love on and to teach and, and to witness to, you know, the, the most, the greatest mission field um, right here at our fingertips yeah. in, in the land of the free where we, we can proclaim that. Now, you know, I know that a lot of people in cities can't, you know, they can't go up to the school and, and, and do certain things, you know, but um, um, you know, in small town America, you know, there's still opportunity, you know, for being at school functions and yeah. being able to be known and be seen. And that, and that's why I, I am writing the book, you know, that Jesus colors with broken crayons. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh man, God's using me in such a might. No, that's not true. God is using me and it's through his grace. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it may not be a Michelangelo uh, that he's painting <laughs> of my life, you know, but, but, I think it's kind of pretty, you know, to look at everything I've been through and the fact that here I am 22, 23 years into ministry and God's still using me. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's kind of humbling. Yeah. So, so do you think if you had the, 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 like a, somebody that you went to for, you know, development discipling when you first started that you would have gone that and t- dealt with the, I don't the anger and all that stuff that you, you went through. <laughs> Um, that's an interesting question. I don't, so, so a lot of times, and this is my, this is just my journey. So I'm not going to talk like I know what other people. Okay. Um, I don't know that I would have been willing to listen at that Mm, age. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, I mean, you know, I kind of look at my I kind of look at my kids now and I'm like, yeah, you just think, you know, it all, you know, because I'm the old guy, right. Yeah. You know, my, my kids are grown. Yeah. You just, you just think, you know, and you don't realize how much you don't know. Gosh, I, I sound like some so old. You don't realize how much you don't know until you get older. Yeah. You know, and, um, I don't know that I would have listened as a young man and, hmm. you know, starting out in ministry. Um, you know, quick story. I've got a, I got a young man who, um, I've offered to mentor, offered to disciple. And, um, 
um, he went to a, a, a church here in Texas and he took the position as doing youth and worship and, and just tried to, you know, give him some friendly advice and, Hey, you know, and you need something, you call me and told the, told the search committee, he was going to do that. And, um, you know, he was, he was let go, mm. you know, it's, it's a, you know, um, you know, we don't know, we, we're not willing to accept the help we need until we step out of denial and admit we need help. Wow. And, you know, that's, you know, it, it it's no different for a drug addict or, a, or somebody who's, you know, an alcoholic or, or maybe there's even a youth pastor out there listening and they're addicted to pornography, you know, until you say, I need help you're not going to get the help you need, you know? Yeah. Wow. You know, the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, yeah. you know, you can't. So, um, and uh, unfortunately, and there's been, there's been too many guys. Um, I just, I cringe whenever I, in the news, you know, an, another youth pastor, another pastor makes the headlines because they, they've made poor decisions Yeah. and, you know, and, what if, what if they would have got the help they need? Um, I'd like to think, I'd like to think that, um, that I would have, yeah, I would have, I would have loved to have had that, but, um, it's only whenever I got hungry for discipleship and whenever I, I got tired of, of who I was that, that, um, that God was able to work in that, you know, um, so Wow. I mean, I mean, I, I, I hate to put it that way, but until somebody says, Hey, I need help, you know? Yeah. I think, I, um, I think you said it at the beginning of the podcast is we come out like we know what we're doing. We're going to do what we know. And that we've been told these certain things and then we get to the thing. And it's like, we don't, our ministry is not like what, what they were going to tell us in school. It's right. Uh, Cause they don't teach you how, um, the parents are looking at you different, like to no, to basic, they don't, yeah. they don't teach it. They don't teach you how to go into a deacon's meeting humble versus having an attitude. Yeah. They don't teach you how to talk to a parent, you know, um, how, how to, how to eat crow and like the taste of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they don't teach you these things in seminary, you know, what they teach you is it don't get me wrong what they teach you is great yeah yeah no. okay but 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 the, it's the experience side of ministry and it's it that that's not taught uh to an extent you know you can only te- you can only talk about experience some about riding a bike so much eventually you got to get on the thing and find out for yourself yeah you know so i don't know how much of that and 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 that's where you know if there's a young guy out there listen you know, the, these guys, Jeremy and Jacob, you know, they're here to help y'all. Um, I'm here to help you. Okay. There's other guys they've had on the podcast here. Um, y'all mentioned, uh, who was the guy, Mike? Um, oh, I can't think of his name. What y'all you, were talking about him last week. Mike Satterfield. Mike Satterfield. Yes. Mike Satterfield, man, he's a guy you can reach out to, you know, Shane Pruitt. You can reach out to Shane. Um, you know, a, a former pastor that you've had in your life, you can reach out to these guys for help. Okay. And, and, and when I say help, I'm not sitting here talking about, you know, the biggies, Yeah, you know, that, 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 that are going to cause you to fall from grace, but 
I say you're not going to fall from grace. That's totally wrong. You're not going to fall from the graces of the church, yeah. you know, in being able to serve somewhere. But the idea that, that, Hey, I, I can reach out to these guys and I'm not going to be accosted. They're going to understand, you know, I had a friend um, who reached out to who I had reached out to just to check on, hadn't heard from him in a while. And um, you know, he had, he had gone to, uh, to leadership to talk about some things he was struggling with. And he was, you know, he was afraid of afraid for his job, mm. you know, after that conversation, you know, man, That's... God forbid that I should, co- I, I should go sit down with my senior pastor to talk about, man, my wife and I are, you know, we're having problems right now. Well, I can go talk about that, but do, you know, and, and so that's why I think, you know, this podcast, youth pastor, pastors too, we are, but, but youth pastors, they're not just pastors, they're men, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they have hurts, habits, and hangups, just like everybody else. And, you know, we've talked a lot about leadership, you know, here, but guys, you have to start with leading yourself well, wow. yeah. you know, and, and if you're not going to lead your, if you're not going to leave your lead yourself, well, you're going to wind up at a place where, you know, you come to a crossroads where you have to make a very hard choice of, okay, I'm going to go get the help I need. And we're not talking biggie. I mean, it, it could be as simple, you know, anger's not that big a deal, right? We've all driven in Dallas, Fort Worth traffic or Houston traffic at some point or all close to Austin. You know, yeah. we've all driven in traffic at some point, Yeah. but, um, you know, but, but lying, uh, false humility, you know, um, th- these are things, these are things that creep in and, and, you know, it's those things we have to guard against and, and having somebody safe to go to is huge. And so if you're out there listening to this or you're watching this or whatever, man, reach out to somebody, Yeah. you know, um, we started me and a friend of mine, his name's Cody Mumal. He's at, um, I can't remember the name of the church. It used to, it used to be Bethlehem community church in Gastonia, North Carolina. Mm. And me and him and two other guys, we started a, 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 just a youth pastor get together um, in Burlington, North Carolina. And while we were there, um, we started it because there was, there was an incident where a youth pastor had, had, had taken his own life mm. um, because of sin. We'll just phrase it that way. And we don't have to delve into anything. Yeah, yeah. And and we started that because, hey, there's guys out here that are hurting. They need a safe place to go. And at the end of the day, he took his own life because he didn't feel like he could go to anybody. Yeah. Hmm. You know? And that's why, Man, we, that's why we started this is because uh, uh, we per, – I was personally – because uh, when, my, when my dad – my dad died in 2018. Um, and it really felt like I was – left on my own because we do, we Mm -hmm. are looked at as leaders and we're put on the pedestal that it doesn't feel like we can come down from, even if we're going through the same emotions of life, everybody else is, but we've just, we put ourselves on this pedestal and, and uh, I felt like, man, and then I think about, I guess we started this about two months ago, like three weeks before that a youth minister in Texas took his own life. Uh, yeah. And I was like, man, I, we have to do something. We have to reach out to these people to let them know, Hey, yeah. if you need to call us and yell at us for something that a deacon said, or your senior pastor, said, yes, yell at us. I don't pick care. up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. 
Well, and, and but it's not just us. It's it's worship pastors. It's children's ministers. Sound people. It's, it's all of them. Yeah. It's it's the senior pastor. Yeah. You know, I mean, the you know, I don't know a senior pastor in the world that would call a youth pastor <laughs> or guys that are in youth ministry that, to say, hey, I'm, I'm hurting and I'm struggling with this. Yeah. I, but I can't really say that because I know guys that are, mm-hmm. and I get phone calls from those guys, and 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 it's all about having that that safe person you can call to vent, that's going to listen, you know, um, who's not going to sit there and go, well, let me tell you what you need to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, because the last because thing you need to hear is someone telling you what you need to do. You just need to vent sometimes. Sometimes you just need to vent. Sometimes you do need help, but mm-hmm. the help you need isn't me sitting here saying, hey, well, let me tell you what's wrong with your situation. It, it's, it's asking coaching questions and just letting them talk um, and listening, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and man, that's where my heart is. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, I think what you guys are doing is awesome, you well, know, you. and, you. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about it to, to, to listen weekly. You know, I, I know the topics are, the topics have been great, uh, so far. And I say so far, you know, I mean, <laughs> like they're like, like student ministry won't be great, but, yeah. um, you know, uh, you know, guys like Brian Hall, mm. who's, you know, down there and also, man, pick up the phone and call one of these guys and, and, and just, and, and pour your heart out. And at the end of the day, we're, we all follow G, you know, as believers in jesus we all follow him mm-hmm. um you know so man i love brian hall i call i call brian yeah. hall for <clears throat> anything that comes up i'll call him uh and yeah man i love brian hopefully he, we can get him so, on the episode so so well so here's the, the the thing like i i grew up here in texas well i went to i went to liberty university mm-hmm. and uh spent four years there and i spent five years in north carolina mm. And, um, and so when I come back, you know, the face of student ministry here in Texas had changed and I was, you know, I was just trying to stay, yeah, you know, caught up with, with things in my, there where I live. And, um, and I wound up starting a, starting a nonprofit. We're actually fixing to shut it down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've, we've had to take a hit. And so, but we started a nonprofit and I met Brian at, conclave yeah before covid and um in fact it was in october that i met brian and then covid happened in march yeah um and he was like man let's talk and so i need to reach out to brian again but no man good dude loves the lord and and he's all uh, about the leader development too he does the central texas youth leadership yes yeah he told me he said you need to come and you and i was like okay and so I, we were talking and then COVID. And so now here yeah. I am, you know, well, if you come down, yeah. let us know, we will, we're, we're hoping to talk to Brian and having a booth there, uh, the next time he has it. So we can yeah. reach out more to, uh, pastors and leaders and stuff. So, uh, Dell, thank you so much for hey, talking thank to you us. for having me on Jacob. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet Jeremy. Yeah. He had, like I said, he had a meeting and he, yeah. they pushed it back and, uh, we're definitely invite you back uh tell people where they can reach you so if they do need and they don't want to yell at me or jeremy or they <laughs> they maybe if you if you don't mind being yelled at and or maybe no, I, do, I don't mind being yelled at so um gosh i don't i don't want to give my 
Should I give my cell phone number out? I, I don't know about that, but I don't know about that. Maybe like Facebook okay, so, or Twitter or whatever. So, so you can reach me on Facebook. I think it's Dr. Mason. Okay. Um, and then uh, on Instagram, hold on, I could tell you real quick because <laughs> I don't ever get on these things, um, and I never plug myself. You can tell, I guess. <laughs> um, on, on face on, on Instagram, it is Dale R. Mason, and so in. And my little picture is like the Death Star. Okay. So that I did I did that back when there you know like the supermoon and all that stuff and <laughs> just never did. you know just being just being youth ministry <laughs> stupid and everything. So but no Dale R Mason. Um, I'm not on Twitter. Okay. Um, um, I guess I probably should be. And then Facebook, uh, you can just look, uh, you know, facebook.com slash DR Mason, um, hit me up and, uh, you know, if you need to talk, um, be glad, to, uh, be glad to, to visit with anybody, uh, regardless of voc- you know, vocation volunteer doesn't matter to me. Oh, yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're senior youth, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you ha- carry the title pastor, director, children, whatever Whatever all right you know we want to want to be able to 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 just be you know be an instrument that that's out there and uh, i'm you know i'm just like you i'm just a i'm a broken vessel so absolutely but so we wrap up the week uh every episode with two questions i don't know if you listen if you remember these the first question would be what is the craziest story in your ministry that you've experienced I, you touched on one where that kid <laughs> walked through the ceiling well well i have two so you could tell me which one is the one where the kid stepped through the ceiling or where we duct taped a leader to a fire hydrant mm, i want to hear the fire hydrant okay so when i was at uh, thomas road baptist church i was serving in the middle school ministry there um and we were at a boys home uh, doing a ministry. And so there was a young man, I'm not going to say his name, but there was a young man who, uh, <laughs> who was kind of, he was, he was kind of that guy, yeah, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're in a middle school ministry and he's wearing tight shirts, you know, and he's, he's sitting and he's putting his fist underneath his biceps and pumping <laughs> them up. And then, you know, and I'm just, you know, shaking my head and I was still, I was, I don't know, 27, 28, you know, it just kind of scratching my head and kind of talking to some of the other men in the rooms, like we got to do something about this. And so we were and kind of one of these guys, yeah. you know, run his mouth. Couldn't tell him anything. You know, of course, I was that way, too, when I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he uh, so after we got done, uh, I was I was on the feats of strength team. Uh and it was something that the the pastor had started for us dads or I my kids weren't in middle school, but mm-hmm. I was a part of the middle school ministry. And so something he started for us, us older men. So we would have something to do besides just stand around. Yeah. And so this other kid was on the gymnastics um, with our middle schoolers and he was, you know, doing flips and stuff like they were. But um um, he mouthed off to big Harold, big Harold, you know, we would, we would squeeze soda cans, seven up diet, seven up, and squeeze them till mm. they exploded. Big Harold would do it with his bicep. <laughs> <laughs> so big Harold grabbed a hold of him and he hollered Dale William and, or, uh, 
I shouldn't have said his name. Uh, Big Harold Hall, Dale Brad. And so we came over there and I've already dropped his name. So we duct tape William's feet and we duct tape his hands behind his back. Oh no. And then we lifted his arms. So backwards, arms out. Yeah. And set him. Now it wasn't your typical like low fire hydrant. This was like the big one that has the oh, valve. Okay. So you could turn it on and that you get water up at the building yeah <laughs> so we set him over that because he couldn't stand up and get his hands over it yeah and and so and we duct taped his mouth and then and you know like 10 minutes he's sitting there trying to get out you know <laughs> and big harold and brad are you know they're big guys you know i i'm not as big as i used to be but they're still mm -hmm. they're still big they still lift they still do feats and so he um he did uh so we, I, I went over there and I took the tape off his mouth. I said, are you thirsty, hungry? And he said, yeah, would you bring me something? I said, yeah, because they told him, they said, you're going to be here a while. So I had the middle school students go by and give him drink and cake. <laughs> and so they were cramming it in his mouth. And oh, so no. that was, that, that's that story. Wow. So I don't, I don't know if you and, and I do that. And today. I had class, I had, no, you couldn't do that today. He was, he was an adult. He was not a teenager yeah okay so okay well that... cl clarify that <laughs> he he was a young adult that was a volunteer in the ministry um and uh, uh that's, that's <laughs> so, no you couldn't do that today yeah. though even to even to even to young adults yeah. and i would not condone that today no. we have a, actually have a policy we have a no prank policy so because yeah. you know because of that i've seen too many <laughs> i've seen too well not because of that but i've seen too many kids get upset over you know yeah, little, pretty. little things, and they're turned off for camp or for mission trip or whatever, and it's just not worth it. Yeah. So, so, and the second question we ask is, what's the last song you intentionally looked up on either the last, like either on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. The last song I intentionally looked up, um, I don't know if I, I'd have to, I don't want to share the super spiritual thing. You no, know, no. I mean, it's just uh, open to anything, really. No, I understand, but like what I last looked up um, was actually um, it is well um, because I'm tonight's message, and so I was like, okay, I got to be reminded of the story. Um, so what I will tell you is, I was doing discipleship uh, not this past Sunday, but Sunday before last, and I made a statement. Um, I don't even remember what it was, but all of a sudden my phone starts playing a song and I was like, what is that? And I pulled my phone out and it was a Jason Aldean song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. but, I, but I did look, I, I did look up the, the, it is well, uh, cool song today. So that, but the Jason Aldean, I didn't intentionally look it up, but that was, um, I was trying to think the last song I intentionally looked up. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So the last thing I have listened to those Tim Hawkins podcasts. So, oh, okay, cool. I like so, Tim Hawkins. So yeah. Awesome. So. Well, again, thank you for joining us this week. We, we definitely will be asking you to come back later on once we get, I mean, we get through the list we have now. So, uh, sure. You're super insightful on the leadership thing. And I'm glad that you shared with us every, like everything you did. And, um, man, it's, it's a, it's been a joy. And hopefully one day when, 
we we get all back together like you'll we'll see you around especially with brian hall's thing yeah i'm looking forward to coming down to austin and um and 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 going to the central texas uh thing and and getting to get to even get to meet you guys so it's nice to know that there's other guys out there in student ministry that have the same passions i do as far as you know being there for other guys and and developing leaders and um and everything so anyway thanks for having me on awesome thank you sir and uh we'll see you next time man that was such a great conversation uh man dale knocked it out of the park didn't he yeah i it he really i think he really talked about why we started the podcast and uh he he just used fancier words like not fancier <laughs> words but he he explained it better than i think we can cuz i mean he has a passion for development leadership and mm-hmm. uh we we just want to help that we want to help mm-hmm. the 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 people in the ministry and uh, just develop into being better, and yeah. I, I think in the early, in the beginning we talked about how some of us didn't have that, and uh, uh, he he said he str- he struggled with it, and it is basically hard harder for us to really, well for him to um, you know develop into a leadership. One, he was stubborn, and two. Uh, he didn't, there was no one there to do it. Right. And, uh, and everybody listens to podcasts now. So yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't have the internet back then when he was around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, I think that, I mean, it, it, and I know, I know we talked about it last week, but this, I, I think this really emphasizes why we do what we're doing. And, yeah. uh, he really nailed it on the, uh, the head and I, it was just, you never, you really never know what your, your guests are going to like, how your guests are going to come across and how they're going to uh, talk. You just, you just don't know. And yeah. Uh, and I'm not com- saying any of our guests have been bad, but uh, he re- it really like emphasized on w- what we're doing and why we're doing it and yeah. the importance of it. And it was just uh, really, really good. And, and so. I think just to have the like-mindedness, like, mm-hmm. you know, the same kind of, you know, same passion, the same thought, the same goal. I mean, uh, like you said, he, he put it in such a way that, um, you know, it's it's the vision that, that you and I are, are creating. And, and just to come alongside other pastors, other volunteers, other worship leaders, other sound guys, you know, just to be there. And yeah. uh, I, I love that. And I love what he said. Uh, you know, many, many things uh, that he said were just so, so important. Um, and it does make me think about, you know, that island. You know, don't ever, ever, ever feel like you're on an island. Yeah. And and if yeah, you get to that point, that's when you need to realize you need to reach for a, a helping hand and and uh, pick up the phone and call any of them, any of them people that we mentioned in the show you know, during the interview. Yeah. Uh, someone is there yeah and it i and he even he has the like the you said the mindset that uh if you need to yell at somebody and it it obviously doesn't need to be a church member or your senior pastor to call us and then he's like you call me too and uh he uh yeah he's just 
he was he was he wants to be that that person for to help develop other people and uh, take his knowledge that he's gained over the last twenty twenty two years that yeah uh, and spread it to younger people that are starting out in the game and uh, man it was just really insightful to hear well you know what I think will be neat to see I think something that I think uh, that God. Uh, may allow is the, the development of the some type of network. I mean, because mm-hmm. uh, because if you and I were available, but what if we need uh, Dale to come alongside us? You know, what if we need Keith to come alongside us and and just these other people that are wanting to help fill the gaps that you know maybe maybe. Uh, well, they don't like fishing like you and I are, or maybe they don't want to uh, talk about their wives or, or whatever, but they want to talk about it with Keith or Dale or, or whoever. Yeah. And so just this, I mean, just the, the possibility, uh, what God is doing, I, I think, uh, I think it's just, we're, we're just the tip of the iceberg right now. Yeah. Man, it's such a good episode. Uh, it, yeah, it really, really yeah, was. I, I, there's so much I could say, and uh, uh, it's yeah. And I mean, I don't want to keep you know, you know. I just don't want to keep repeating myself about how passionate we are about being able to be there for other ministers, sound guys, music guys, children. I mean, that's that's the whole purpose of this, and uh, we know, we know, we know what the challenges are. Uh, in here doing this so um man again and hopefully i don't know if he's listening back or anything but del thank you so much for coming on we yeah uh it definitely you know i'll be honest earlier in this week i was like man we got to record another episode and uh and then the day comes and it's like yeah cool we're gonna do an episode and then you you get you talk you have the conversation you're like dang I'm so glad we did this yeah and uh, like I'm I'm ready for next week already and that's what uh, I'm talking about I, who do we have for next week next week we have well I was gonna say the mammoth and the legend but that's Keith so uh, no, we we, we do have a, a friend of mine out of uh, Frisco Texas he is a youth pastor he is probably one of the funniest guys that I have ever met his name is Chris Hurt you're not going to want to miss episode 9 with Chris Hurt and awesome. let me toss in there if you want to reach out to us and you have no idea and you've hung out this long email us at youthpastorsarepastors2 that's T-O-O at gmail.com yeah, and we'll get you on the list. And uh, Dell said he will definitely be coming back. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I can't can't wait for that episode. Again, oh yeah. So. <laughs> well, you want to do this again? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors Two podcast. Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week.